0: Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome, welcome to Mobilize. Mobilize. Mobilize is a podcast that puts the spotlight on and is a resource for people, people. friends, communities, communities activists who've who decided to stand, stand up, resist. Resist. resist, 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 fight back. Mobilize. Mobilize. Each day, together. Together.
1: together, we shine a light on the we
0: truth. A light on the we truth. focus
1: on the things that unite us.
0: We, we pull, pull each together. other up. We celebrate, we celebrate our, our shared day. humanity. Episode 22, Masks for America. Since Sunday, March 22nd, New York State has been on pause because of the COVID-19 virus crisis. That's basically a friendlier name for all, quote, non-essential businesses being told to close and individuals being asked to stay at home as much as possible and practice social distancing when they are outside their homes on essential business. While much of the city is on pause, medical personnel are working around the clock on the front lines against this disease. Supplies are running short at hospitals and medical centers. Neither the state nor federal government has yet been able to supply these heroes with an adequate amount of the needed personal protective equipment, or PPE. Today on Mobilize, activist and mother Kristen Mink talks about the Masks for America initiative, which is a coalition of activists, medical professionals, and suppliers that have come together incredibly quickly to help try to fill the void left by the sputtering Trump administration. Welcome back to Mobilize.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure.
0: This is clearly virtual. We are more than six feet socially distanced. In fact, I think we're about 300 miles right now. I'm in (laughs) New York City. And where are you?
1: I'm just outside DC in Maryland.
0: And so this is Kristen Mink coming back to Mobilize because she just won't stop. She won't (laughs) stop being active. She won't stop helping people she won't stop uh, kicking ass and finding hope in really hard times. Can you tell us just a little bit about what Masks for America is?
1: Sure. So Bob Bland, I to start there. Um, she's a friend and she's one of the founders of Women's March. And she also is You know, she was in uh, fashion design and manufacturing prior to Women's March. So she has like 15 plus years of experience in sourcing and manufacturing. And when this started kicking off, she started getting contacted by people in the fashion and manufacturing world asking how they could help. So she started with thinking about um, switching them over to making, making masks, making fabric masks, you know, instead of clothing. And then quickly realized that we really needed to do better. For our healthcare professionals, um, people who are coming into contact, obviously, with positive COVID 19 patients, they need better protection than fabric masks. They really need what's called N95 um, respirator masks.
0: Well, can you explain a little bit why why the homemade masks don't work and, and why, why they need N95 masks, just real quick, for people who don't know?
1: Yeah, I mean, they just don't filter out. Um, their their filters aren't fine enough, essentially, I guess would be the, the easiest way to explain it. Um, N95s are fit tested, meaning they're, they're fit to go flush against your skin all the way around. And the filters are, are much more effective than a piece of fabric or even like, like a regular surgical mask. So Bob, when you know, using her manufacturing and sourcing background, went poking around, talked to a lot of different governments, you know, city, state, local, et cetera, to figure out where they were trying to get their N95 masks from, started looking around the world. So there's shortage issues. There's a lot of price gouging going on. Governor Cuomo, you know, just brought in this big shipment, much heralded shipment of N95 masks into New York and, um, you know, had enough to, like, give everybody one and said, reuse them. They're they're supposed to be used for once, one time. So that's really not a safe way to go. He paid about eight dollars a mask for N95 masks.
0: Do you know where he was getting them from?
1: I'm not sure what his source was. Bob got a manufacturer in China that it was just actually ramping back up. So obviously because of, you know, yep. what they were dealing with over there, they had their own right. COVID-19 issues. They had been shut down and they were just ramping back up. And so word of that, I think, had not filtered through the many layers of government red tape across the country. And so, you know, if Cuomo had bought those, he could have gotten four times as many masks for the same cost. So can I can
0: I just ask two questions? Yeah. one. Um, You know, China was having its own crisis and Mm -hmm. they are a communist nation. Why were they not having this factory making masks for their own use and consumption? Was there no shortage of masks in China?
1: I mean, I I don't know the details, but I think that uh, that would be a Bob question. But I think that it wasn't out of a lack of desire. I think it was because it it wasn't safe to have all those people in the factory.
0: Gotcha. And then also just, um, I mean, everyone can see the irony We have a a president who's calling it the Chinese virus. We're having attacks on Asian Americans across the country and, you know, hazing and bullying. Mm -hmm. And here we have, you know, uh, a Asian country producing the life-saving equipment that we need faster and providing it for a less cost than, you know, some of our own domestic uh, producers. Can you speak a little bit to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... (sighs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that. We have we have domestic companies that are price gouging to their fellow American hospital systems and seeing this as an opportunity. And meanwhile, this manufacturer, they can they they're keeping it at two dollars, which is a very standard price for KN95s. They're often a little more than that even, and they could obviously be bringing them up to the 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 market price of N95s, and they're not doing that. I mean, the irony is great because we, you know, we're having to turn to China to meet the demand. First of all, we don't have, we don't have manufacturers here because of some legislation that went down years ago and and a bunch of changes that manufacturing plants went through there and, and how they do things. We don't have manufacturers that are able to produce masks in the quantity that we need, first of all. Second of all, they're price gouging. They're really expensive. So we need these masks from other countries. We need these masks out of Asia. And they are giving them to us at a very reasonable price while our fellow citizens, in some cases, uh, are not doing that.
0: Are they shipping for free or is shipping a separate cost, just out of curiosity?
1: Um, so freight is part of it, but it's, the masks are so light um, that, that it's almost negligible.
0: OK. And then tell me a little bit about, you know, what you did to go live, what the response has been. Have you delivered any masks yet? Where are they going? Mm-hmm. What's your coalition like? How did it build? Yeah,
1: I mean, it all happened. We started talking about it uh, this weekend, really. So Bob started doing research uh, on the days leading up to this past weekend. Today's what? Tuesday. So she was researching, found this factory, reached out to me, said we should do a thing. Um, And we started, you know, reaching out to people who could grow, reaching out to find out, you know, what the best ways of figuring out which uh, which hospital systems need masks, which need them the most, and, and, you know, researching how to, you know, set up order forms between those hospital systems and the manufacturer, because we want to, you know, we don't want to be hand-delivering them. Obviously, we want them to go straight to the hospitals. Another really cool thing I should have heard about this manufacturer is that a lot of manufacturers will only um, ship really large quantities. Um, this manufacturer will ship as small as uh, 2,000 masks. So that means that we can serve smaller facilities like, you know, elder care and urgent care facilities and a lot of these facilities that are not going to get taken care of by the government probably, you know, in their stimulus package for quite some time. So even though some of the larger hospital systems and more prominent cities and so on, those might get taken care of earlier on. There's going to be a lot that fall through the cracks. So unfortunately, you know, we had been hoping that we were going to be bridging a very temporary gap here. But from the people who we're talking to, it sounds like it's probably going to be Uh, an ongoing project, at least with the, you know, reaching some of the smaller locations. You know, we had to figure out how to decide where the, um, where are the masks we're going to go and how to identify need. And so, you know, we're putting together forms and we realize that, oh, there's like, there's lots of other people who are putting together these same forms. So we're working in coalition um, with a group called Get Us PPE. You go to getusppe.org, you can view that website. They have a really nice map. You can register if your facility needs PPE of different, of varying kinds, which is the protective gear that medical staff need, including masks. Masks are one example of PPE. And then we also want to be able to serve Puerto Rico. So we've reached out to them and we've been in touch with Mayor Cruz there. We got in touch with an amazing Puerto Rican graphic artist who's done all of our graphics there. And Sam Vigardo, he does this incredible um, heroine named La Borinquena. And she is and he's designed her like as our logo. And she like put a N95 mask on her. And um, she looks very heroic. So the the branding is really eye catching. So that helps, I think, to spread our message.
0: And how did you find this artist? Because the the art is absolutely incredible. I have Isn't to say. it amazing
1: so... that yeah? I mean, Bob wanted to serve Puerto Rico, and she reached out to him, and he was all about it. The idea of using art in its various forms as activism and how powerful that can be. I think that that's a big part of the story here, which is why like I was so excited to see him come on board.
0: Can you just talk a little bit about the response because right now we have a lot of people hold up who want to help. There's a lot of people who very feel very frustrated and they feel very angry, but this is something where you can take your energy and do something positive. And it, you know, anyone can contribute $2, you know, and or or share the message. And it's something we can all be doing for each other. So can you just talk a little bit about the response and and what it's been like?
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's so amazing about the fact that you can get a mask here for two dollars and you know, not just a fabric mask, you know, like I, you can tell that people are motivated by the fact that we have people all across the country who are hand sewing masks, you know, like that kind of initiative that we're seeing is incredible. And doctors and surgeons and um, nurses uh, and everybody, you know, walking the halls with positively I need COVID-19 patients, like they need more than that. So those masks I, I would love to see distributed to other people who are essential workers who are not hopefully coming into that kind of contact, like grocery workers and that kind of thing. But, you know, you can see that the motivation is there. And at $2 a mask, almost anybody can contribute $2 or you can share this with somebody who can contribute $2 and you can put an effective mask into the hands of a healthcare provider. And so like, I'm looking at it to GoFundMe right now, where um, where it looks like we're probably going to hit 60K tonight. This is our third day into it, but there's uh, one and a half thousand donors. And like the numbers that you see going by are like 20 bucks, 10 bucks, you know.
0: When does the first shipment of, of masks go out?
1: It's in the air. It's, it's coming over. And uh, we, there's some going to New York City and some going to Puerto Rico. And um, we're, this first one is a little more discombobulated than the other ones would be because we wanted to get shipping so quickly. Let's see, Edgardo had a conversation with Mayor Cruz in Puerto Rico earlier today, and she's going to figure out the exact site that the masks going to Puerto Rico are. So we're, we're actually just shipping them to her office and they're going to distribute them.
0: And then in New York, where are they going?
1: So our first shipment of masks has already been ordered 12,000 masks and it's being split between Puerto Rico uh, where they're being sent to Mayor Cruz's office and she will disperse them as she sees fit. And uh, the other one's going to Elmhurst hospital in New York city.
0: God, what I really should talk about is like how, you know, you've, done, you know, primary organizing on things, but you're doing support organizing on this and it's no less important and no less gratifying. Can you just talk a little bit about like what it's like playing a support role um, in an operation like this and and how it feels?
1: Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I feel like, I mean, it's kind of nice. Let me say It's, it's nice being not being the front facing person, even though all of us really are just spending our days in our pajamas at home anyway. But that part is that part is kind of nice, but it's not less busy. Unfortunately, like there's constantly things to do, you know, but I'm kind of always a believer in making sure that we are listening to and amplifying and being led by the voices of impact people by the most experienced people, and really putting ego aside and everybody working on this project has the same mentality. And there's a lot of really knowledgeable, really capable, really amazing people here. So we have people like Edgardo, um, who's doing all the graphics um, and who has the connections in Puerto Rico. We have Bob with our manufacturing and sourcing and organizing background. And then we have all of um, you know, our different uh, medical experts who are figuring out where is the need the greatest um, and how do, we, how do we meet that, um, you know, who look through to see, like, are these km 95 masks? Are they really sufficient? Um, all those sorts of things. And everybody's kind of bringing their different expertise. And I'm happy to do any of the tasks that any of them tell me to do. I think there's a lot of us who are going to bed at night during this time and, and saying, like, you know, just stewing in how horrible this whole nightmare scenario is. There's nobody competent at the helm in government helping us. And and there's so much suffering going on. And we're just stuck at home for many of us, knowing that there's many people who are out sacrificing or risking their own lives to, to try to take care of the rest of us. And they're not even being given proper protective gear. And I mean, it's just horrible. And so lying there at night, It really helps for me to then instead be able to turn my mind to, let me just go over my to-do list for what I'm going to do to try to help contribute in some small way to this issue. And I think also that that's one of the things that a campaign like this ongoing, where you can buy a mask for $2, you know, it's helpful for everybody. You don't have to be on the organizing side of it. You can be thinking about how am I going to blast this out and get all of my friends and family members who can afford to do so to contribute it, you know? Yeah,
0: totally. And I think
1: that's why we got to to $60,000 in three days
0: so um just just to, to finish up what's giving you the most hope right now uh, in your life where do you where do you draw your strength from uh
1: everyone but the government <laughs> <I'll say.
0: laughs> the government <laughs> or the federal government because like to be honest like
1: you know you when you say like who's inspiring you right now like I would say like, like Cuomo is not like I mean I'm glad that the, that like he's as as good as he is at least I think he's really falling short in letting people die look at Rikers look at incarcerated people you know and it's not just there i just like if we're going to say like yay Cuomo then I want to look at what are you doing for this large group of people which is nothing letting them die right but uh, I'm glad he's better than whatever I would, you know, whatever. He's better than No,
0: no, size, no, but you're but like, no lesser of two evil shit. Okay, but who's, who's, yeah. who's inspiring you? Like, right, who's, who, but where like, are you drawing your inspiration from and your hope I, from?
1: I mean, seeing, and it's not just our fundraiser, seeing these fundraisers go up as quickly as they are. I mean, and, and in these small amounts, like seeing, like, like somebody just donated $9. And I'm like, Karen Wells, you're amazing. That's awesome. You had $9 to give and you put it here. You know, like that feels Really, that, watching that grassroots action happen um, gives me a lot of hope. That tells me that people are coming together. This is not just progressive Democrats. This is not just centrist Democrats. This, you know, like, I really think that this cuts through a lot of the political clutter. And that I think that there's a lot of people who are just seeing like, this is a need. We want to take care of our healthcare workers. And I can contribute. And like, you know, that gives me hope that people can come together. And honestly, like, you know, maybe, maybe this helps people recognize like Medicare for all, not the worst idea, like taking care of, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that's, a, that's a thing. But like really what, what's inspiring me is just seeing how many everyday citizens are inspired to do what action they can. People aren't just sitting at home and kind of waiting it out you know, and
0: masks.
1: Yeah. People want to do something, whether they're sewing masks or donating $9, you know, like they're looking for a way to contribute. And that gives me more hope than a lot of things these days.
0: Kristen, thank you so much for coming back to the
1: Mobilize. Thanks for having me, Corey.
0: At the time of this recording, enough money has been raised for over 50,000 masks and thousands have already been delivered or are on their way.